Hi, welcome back to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm Francine Belay, your host, and I'm super thrilled to bring you inspirational stories, strategies, and practical tips to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make more money, and lead a movement to change the world. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs and leaders to become leading voices in their field by leveraging what makes them unique and attract their ideal client and make a bigger impact in the world. So my goal for you is both to experience success in your business and also live your best life now. Well, today I have the great pleasure of discussing with my friend Naomi Sissi, she was a guest in the season one of uh, Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast in the episode five. Naomi Sese is a global speaker, former TV producer, serial entrepreneur, and currently head of diversity at Channel 4, one of the uh, major British broadcasters. Um, I've known Naomi since 2007 when I attended her workshop called The Law of Intention Experience based on quantum science. She, la- she had interviewed at the time top quantum physics experts and wrote a book called The Human Upgrade. I have asked Naomi to share more about the law of intention and uh, how we can tap into it to do meaningful work and live a meaningful life. So Naomi, thank you for being back to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. You're welcome. It's a pleasure being here. I'm so excited to discuss with you on air more than a decade after <laughs> my first workshop. So tell us what exactly the law of intention is and why you should care. Well, the law of intention is just a principle and it's a mindset principle as well as a scientific um, protocol, which proves that our intentions as human beings has a marked effect on how we manifest our, our um, future. And it's not just our future, it's our behaviors, it's our, the way our lifestyles, what we do, what we say, our intentions are integral to how we live our lives. And let me just put something out there. When I talk about the future, I'm actually talking about now the present because there's no such thing as the future or or the past. We're all living it now, but we perceive it as the future and as the past. So intention and intentionality is one of those key factors scientifically proven to affect what results and outcomes we get when we are experiencing our lives. And why should we care? Well, we should care because we're living it. (laughs) We should care because we're experiencing it. And we should care because we can actually direct it. And if we don't learn how to direct it, we then start to to move into a blame culture where we we blame other people for our, our experiences and don't understand why things are happening 
to me in inverted commas. Um, things happen to us because we, we actually allow it to through our energy field and through our intentions without even knowing it. And this is why I am so adamant that these types of principles should be taught in school. Yeah, so we're going to go back to that actually later. But before we go, how did you end up being interested in quantum science and the law of intention? It was a little bit by accident and then it wasn't. It maybe was supposed to be. I grew up in a household, um, particularly with the, the, the strong matriarchal figure, my mother, um, talking to us about metaphysics and allowing us to experience metaphysics. So um, my sisters and I, and I have two sisters, we used to have these really strange and wonderful experiences that we would chalk up as coincidences. And we would say, wow, this is amazing. Can you imagine this happened? And things would just be happening to us and we didn't understand why. Um, but it was very ticklish to us that they actually happened because when we spoke to other people, they had the same experiences and so on and so forth. And then it just, um, when I was in uh, MTV working as a producer and a director, I got the feeling that there was something more to my life than just interviewing artists. There was something more to my life than just doing what I was doing because I kept on getting what I wanted for some reason. Every time I put my mind to something, it just happened. And it wasn't hard work. It was something else. And so somebody just happened to give me this book called The Celestine Prophecy, which really kind of like got me going and thinking, oh my God, we have an energy field and that energy field runs on the way we feel and the way we think. And I kept on going in my mind, kept on tapping at my consciousness. There was something more than the eye is seeing. And I felt it so strongly that I needed to explore it. Then my sister, I come from a medical background. I've parents are in the medical field. My sister's a scientist. My sister said to me, do you remember what mum used to teach us? I think what you're talking about, Naomi, is quantum, quantum mechanics. Maybe you should go down that route. And that's where my journey started, where I started to interview quantum scientists like Deepak Chopra and Dean Radin and Fred Allen Wolf, and did actually a little bit of a production for What the Bleep Do We Know? Um, and they tutored me and through that experience and through journeying through it and through um, creating, understanding me most importantly and how I operated and how I manifested things suddenly made sense of why I was getting the things I wanted because I was naturally doing it. And the reason why I was naturally doing it is because my mother was the, was the person who, who allowed us to feel that anything you want in this life, you can get it. And so um, that was the, that's how I actually got into it, the whole, the whole thing. And it was just so powerful that it was, uh, it was a shock to me that only a few of us knew it. Only, you know, the science field knows it, a few other people in the populace know it, but it's not a mainstream thing, um, which is what I, my passion is to get it out to be more mainstream. Mm, yes, I love the fact that, yeah, so you have to, go back um you know then uh, in your childhood and your sister actually uh, reminding you about what your mom used to give you actually right. or to, <laughs> so to really understand that so people who didn't have that actually upbringing or were not exposed to this kind of upbringing where can they start today you know well you know if you if you want to really um take this love intention in your life where do you start I think the first place to start 
is to look at why are you here? You know, we always ask ourselves these esoteric questions. Who created the world? What is the world all about? What's the universe about? How did it come to be? Why am I here? All those kind of things. All these why, 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 whys. But if you really sit down and talk about it in, on a local level, meaning why am I specifically here on this earth? You suddenly start to get a ticking feeling about your purpose and what is it that you do the best or what is it that you're passionate about that you would always want to do in your life. And that gives you an indication of why you're actually here on this earth because every single person I believe has a purpose on this earth which clicks into everybody else that makes them shine and makes us evolve as human beings. Um, I don't believe anyone on this earth hasn't got a purpose. It's just that we haven't revealed it to ourselves first. And so where to start is just to, to start feeling that, to feeling that you've got a purpose on this earth. And then to pick up books, just go out and pick up books, just go out and feel, um, feel out what is it that you want to read to um, plug up the, the knowledge that you think you should have, but don't have. And one of the fun ways of doing that is going back in your life and thinking about all the strange things that have happened to you. Just write this and remember them, just write them down and remember them and then try and find an answer to why those happens. And that's a fun way of doing it. Why did this actually happen? Why is it that I was speaking to somebody on the phone about a particular business and all of a sudden the next day I meet a person from that particular business that I want to join? How did that happen? And then go and find out what it, what is it that made that happen? So go into the mind, body and section books or go online and just discover. And I think the most important thing is being curious about yourself. Mm. Being curious about your own power, being curious about how you operate, and that will lead you on a journey to discovery. Yeah, I think that's great. But again, you know, be curious about yourself and uh, finding your purpose. I know that sometimes it sounds easy to say that, but it can be the most difficult thing ever to do. (laughs) Can you give us some clues on how we can at least start to experience experimenting with that i remember that joe uh is it joe cameron with the yeah. uh, artist uh, way who says about the you know dating yourself and things like that but do you have some tips or you know um uh, ways that we can really do that small small you know step by step <laughs> well first of all we need to identify why is it so hard mm. and one of the reasons why it's so hard is because we're bombarded with a lot of nonsense information we've got mm. our our phones in our hands nearly 24 7 mm. we have television that that distracts us we have friends that distract us we have um, um events and, and and life and bills and everything else that distracts us from understanding who we really are mm. and so everything else seems like it's priority to the priority of discovering you mm. and so therefore the second problem is time we kid ourselves that we don't have time to do Mm -hmm. that because we have to pay the bills and we have to go to work and we have to look after the kids and we have to wash our hair. We have to da, 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 da. So having no time and having distractions is one of the, or two of the biggest barriers to us actually finding who we are. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the first thing is stop the distraction. 
You don't need to watch TV tonight. You don't need to be on your phone tonight. You don't need to go out tonight. You may want to eat something, but you don't have to. You don't have to, like, right now at this moment, I'm doing a three-day fast, so I don't have to spend my time in the kitchen cooking. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So you can get rid of the distractions, and then you can start to find the time. And that time could be just time enough to sit down and be still, just to be still with yourself for a little, or just to read that book for 10 minutes, or just to go in and go onto your computer and do some research for 10, 15 minutes. Do you see what I mean? Mm. So it's the step-by-step is understanding and identifying what are your barriers and then removing those barriers so that you can get to yourself. And those barriers are external. They are the stuff that we do every day and we forget that that stuff is not essential. Mm, yeah, I think that you have really hit the nail there because, um, yeah, it's distraction because we can all find five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours a day to really focus on ourselves. But again, yeah, we're on the phone, on TV. Oh, yes. in this program as well. And then party. And yes. (laughs) And yes. And by the time we come back, we are tired and then we sleep and then we wake up and we start again this right race. You talked about also being part of the what the bleep do we know? Can we? Can you tell us briefly what was um, that film again about? Because I remember that I've seen that he shifted my mind back in I remember 2006 or something, yeah. 2007. When was that out, and uh, what was the key uh, element in that film? What the bleep do we know came out? I think it's in 2005, mm-hmm. and it was a film, and I can't remember who the writer or the director was, but. Um, it was a film of with lots of different types of quantum scientists and um, sociologists and um, people like Lynn Metarget, um, all talking about consciousness mm-hmm. and how powerful we are uh, and we don't even know it. Yeah. Um, we have Joe Dispenser talking mm-hmm. about mind and consciousness. We have um, Fred Allen Wolf talking about um, quantum world and how our intentions affect that quantum world and how we manifest thought um, into material things. Um, We had um, Lynn Mataggart talking about the zero point field and how much power is in that zero point field and what it means to our lives. So it was a video or film that um, took a kind of like a narrative of of a woman who was deaf going through a self-discovery of herself and looking at um, consciousness and the observer and who is the observer and how does that observer observe us as we're living our lives and is that observer actually us and if it is us what is the bigger meaning of life so it's it's one of those um, films that puts science and spirituality together in a field of pure consciousness yeah, I think, yes, I remember. I need to re-watch the film, actually. It's been quite a long time that I haven't watched that. You also talk about the power of synchronicity. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how we can also use that, perhaps even manifest that more and being aware, specifically aware of that synchronicity in our lives? Yeah, so 
people usually call um, things that are strange and weird and happenings to them as coincidences. Oh, it's just a coincidence. And the, the, the problem with that is that we just pass it off and we just say it's a coincidence and we don't think anything about it. But actually, those coincidences have a direct effect on your thoughts and how you've been thinking and how you've been feeling, specifically how you've been feeling. Um, so synchronicities are um, events that occur because of the resonance of your informational field that you've put out. So we have an energy field and our energy field is imbued with millions and millions and millions and billions of bits of information. Now, we know the nature of energy that there are certain frequencies and the frequencies can be high, could be low, but the nature of our energy field is that it's magnetic. And because it's magnetic, it attracts like oscillating resonance, um, like upon like. So if you have, um, for example, a two violins and you pluck the D string of one, you will see through oscillating resonance that the D string of the other one will start to vibrate as well without you even touching it. Um, so there's a connection. So when you yourself with, with, with intention, this is where the power of intention comes in, when you, when you very strongly intend to do or to feel or to be something, it resonates out on your energy field. Hmm. And if you're in coherence, which is something else I can talk about later, your energy field spans out to many, 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 many feet around you. And that information field that's inside your, your, um, your, your, your energy field, that information that's imbued in your energy field, suddenly starts to resonate and it starts to seek out through something called your, re, your reticular activating system, which again, I'll talk about later on, mm -hmm. seek out what it is that you're thinking or feeling. Mm -hmm. It just seeks it out. And then once it does kind of like scan through your environment, you will find that, and it may not even be right here, right now, it may be somewhere across the world that it's happening because you're, you're, you're so infinite that your energy field just spans out to trillions of bits outside of yourself. Something that's going to actually um, um, be magnetic and at the same frequency of what you're thinking, it's suddenly just going to start to resonate with you and come in. And as it does that, your, your energy field suddenly starts to pull in these things or opportunities or people or, or events that uniquely match what you had intended. Mm. And I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. For an example, somebody might, um, and this is very, a very simple example, somebody mm -hmm. might think, I really want to go to Spain next week, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know how to go to Spain. I don't know where to go, what to do, how to go. Um, and then you find out that you actually, you want to go to South of Spain, mm -hmm. but you don't know anybody there at all. You haven't got any, any friends out there, but you just have this feeling you want to go. You think about it. What happens is your reticular activating system all of a sudden starts to vibrate and think because your brain, remember, does not know the difference between what's real and what's a thought. It just gives you what you are feeling. Mm -hmm. And so your brain suddenly starts thinking, oh, Spain, 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 Spain. Where is Spain? I don't see Spain. Well, let me bring in Spain. And so it will start searching for anything that's remotely the same vibrational field as what you're thinking inside your head. Mm -hmm. The next day or a week later, you may find that you bump into somebody who's Spanish and lives in the south of, 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 um, um, of, of Spain and their villa is empty because they're right here next to you talking to you and they need someone to go and house sit for a week. And you're like, oh my God, what a coincidence. 
No, you pulled that in. Mm. And you may think it's a coincidence because you think that there is a separation between you, Spain, and this person that you're now speaking to. Mm. And so when people think, oh my God, that's just crazy coincidence, you've got to sit down and think about it. How did that actually happen? There's Mm. no separation between you and I. There's no separation between us and anything. There's no void. In fact, they call it a plenum void, meaning that it's full of stuff Mm -hmm. between us all. And that stuff is information riding on energy, which clicks and sticks is what I call it. And Mm. as it clicks and sticks, it manifests what you intended in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. On the darker side of that same uh, law, um, Will that also, would you also say that this is also sometimes you see some people who attract some negative people or, you know, get abuses or things like that. Is that the same energy or the same uh, manifestation that attracts sometimes, you know, some people, you know, in, in their whole life, they tell me some stuff that I've never experienced in my whole life. And I say, why this keep thing keep happening to you? <laughs> Absolutely. It's the same principle. Consciousness does not have a reasoning of good and bad. That's a human concept. Mm. It doesn't have a concept of, of, of positive. And there's obviously polarities of negative and positive, but we don't put meaning to it as it doesn't put meaning to it as humans do. Mm. So when we say that's a bad thing happening to us and that's a good thing happening to us, that's us putting meaning onto these, these vibrational um, forces. Mm. So if you have a vibration that is of a, and I'm quoting, hand quote here, negative persuasion. Mm -hmm. Um, You will vibrate that out and resonate that out into your energy field and like upon like, it'll come back to you as well. Mm -hmm. So um, we are human, we are are beings of immense power. So when people say, but I didn't ask for that, that's not my fault that that happened to me. And and people will say that. Mm It's very difficult to say to them, I'm not saying that it's your fault. Mm. I'm just saying there is something about you that is attracting it in your field. Mm. So you need to, everybody need to understand more about themselves and stop people watching and watching other people. Mm. Whatever happens to you is not about anybody else. It's about you Mm. and how you are actually putting out information without you even knowing it. Mm. So it's integral that we understand who we are as spiritual beings and how we actually manifest. Just the other day, in fact, this morning, I had a lady who was telling me a, a horrific story about herself and she said, but it isn't me. So by giving her an example of myself, mm-hmm. I said, I went through some of the stuff that you went through. Um, and even though me and the person had gone through this awful period of our lives and we were nothing like each other, in fact, we were exactly like each other because our emotions were wanting the same thing. Mm. And that same thing was love. Mm-hmm. But I manifested my life in a way that it, that um, portrayed the way I, I, I went about getting love in a different way to how he did it. Mm-hmm. He did it in a very negative, again, in quoted um, way, a very aggressive way. Mm-hmm. I, my way was very tranquil way. Mm-hmm. The two of us met because we both wanted emotionally the same thing, but it didn't work with us because we had two very different ways of putting meaning to what we felt and how we displayed it. Mm-hmm. So we were very different outwardly very different 
Do you get? Do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, 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 yeah. In French, there is expression say the contrary attracts. Do you say that in English? Yes. So, yes. So they say that um, opposites attract. Oppos- opposite attracts. Yes. Yes. So yes. Yeah, so it, I, I hear you, and I know that sometimes it's very difficult to tell people that you know what you're attracting. You know uh, what you are getting. You know it, it, it is not saying that it is your fault, and I think that distinction is very very important. It's not your fault, but it's some Thing about your energy field is attracting perhaps that energy. How then can we get rid or resolve that, you know, and make sure that we no longer attract what we don't want to attract? Yeah. <laughs> so it's an unconscious thing. Mm. And so therefore, I always say you cannot train out something you don't know. So you mm-hmm. have to bring that unconsciousness to the conscious, conscious yeah. level. And that's the part that's going to be the bit that you need to work on because you have to really understand and really document document what it is that you do all the time. or Not even what you do, what you feel because it's the emotions that are sometimes driving you to actually manifest something. So one of the ways, again, I'll, I'll give you a story of my own. Hmm. When I was younger, I grew up in the United States and I used to run around in my house at the age of five saying, nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. It got so much so that my mother got concerned and she bought me this little effigy saying, everybody loves you. But that meant nothing to me because I still felt that nobody loved me. Hmm. As I grew up, um, I became very, very, um, uh, I, I, I thought I loved myself. In fact, I, I was always saying, yes, I love myself. I love, I love my body. I love the, what I do. You know, there's things I didn't like about myself, but every child goes up with that. Mm-hmm. And um, I went through a process where um, when I was going through this quantum journey that somebody said to me, do you really love yourself? And I said, yes, I do. And then they did this. Um, I can't remember what the test is called, which showed and indicated that I actually didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, actually, why isn't it, why am I not loving myself? How can I not? Because I've got a great life. I'm a television producer. I'm going through, I've got my own companies now. I have enough income. Why isn't it that I'm not loving myself? And why is it I'm attracting this kind of man in my life? And why is he still here? Why is he still in my bloody house? You know, (laughs) there was something that about me that was still allowing that to happen because he was still in my house and Mm. there was still pain there. And then I spoke to my mum and my mother said, told me a story. She said that she thinks I could take it now. And the story was this, that in utero, when, I, when she was pregnant with me, mm. she told me that my father didn't want to have me. He wanted me to be aborted. Mm. And my mother said, not over my dead body will I abort my child. Mm. And so she had me. Now I have a great, great relationship with my father, mm. but what we should understand is that information riding on energy passes through in utero as well. Mm-hmm. So as I was in my mother's um, belly, I felt that my father wanted me aborted. Mm. And that was the reason why I felt nobody loved me. Mm. I didn't understand it then, but as soon as she said that, it just clicked. And you guess, no, guess what happened? The feeling of not being loved prompted me to do something about it, mm-hmm. meaning that I started to look at myself differently. And I started to actually realize that all the events that happened in my life were me trying to tell me that you are loved. 
And so it dissolved. The feeling of not being loved got dissolved. And guess what? The man who I didn't want to be in my house, it just so happened within that year, he was out of my house because the, 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 there was no more attraction. We didn't resonate on the same vibe anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't need him anymore because I learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you learn the lesson of yourself or when you're going through an event, whether it's, again, uh, air quotes, negative or not, mm-hmm. if you're going through something that's hard, it's because you need to learn something. Mm-hmm. So don't take it on that it's your fault or their fault that you're going through this, this situation. That situation is a learning um, a pocket for mm. you to learn. The moment you learn it, all the, the, the angst and the feelings of, of, of the horrible feelings you feel around it will dissolve and you'll yeah. move on. Yeah, I love that actually because yes, understanding that's really actually is very, very important, um, you know, to really understand ourselves. And, you know, I, I really encourage, you know, including me, people that we need to take that time to really look into one what actually are the things that we don't no longer want to attract and second thing what you say is so important understand where it's coming from be conscious so you can't deal with something that's unconscious you need to seek for some answers to seek where the root cause is coming from to be able to do something about it i think that is so important actually that you really break that down that way so um now, um, tell us about, you know, also, um, you know, how we can use uh, our energy field. You, you mentioned that earlier, but you wanted to, again, go a little bit deeper into that to explain um, our energy field and how also can we use that also to attract better things in our life? <laughs> Good things. Good things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Here's the thing. Um, people will say, you know, we can feel our energy field. Sometimes it feels like heat. Sometimes it feels tingly. Sometimes it feels, you feel shiny and happy. Um, in order to, <laughs> in order to um, really use your energy field as an information system, we have to understand this thing, that our energy field is connected to every single thing that's on this earth. There is no separation. And so, therefore, our bodies, too, is made up of energy. So our bodies are not the, 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 the epitome of our humanness. Our energy fields actually are, because our energy fields have so much information, it informs our cells on what's at, at what frequency we should regenerate our cells. If we are, in fact, you're ill in your energy field first, before it manifests inside your body. Mm-hmm. Now let's think about that. You're ill inside your energy field first mm. before you are ill in your physical body. Mm-hmm. So that means that from an energy field to a matter like your body, which is a different frequency, a lower frequency that you could actually see form. If you can do that, if your energy field can do that and manifest you, how much more can it actually turn outwards and manifest something else outside of you. Do you see what I mean? Do, do yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if, you're, if you've got now a huge amount of energy field, um, um, information riding in your energy field, how do you navigate that? The first thing to do is to get it coherent. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by coherent, 
where it is not in a state where it's fluctuating all over the place and it's kind of like very frantic and very fractured. That's a state when we are got too much adrenaline, we have too much cortisol, we have too much stress. We have, and so we, we, we walk around in these stressful, tattered states and people like don't even want to sit next to you because it feels so bad. Mm-hmm. Or they don't want to go into a room because that room feels like it's filled with energy that makes you feel so sad or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we need to do is to make our body coherent. How do you do that? You make your body coherent simply by breathing in five and breathing out five. So you're, it's like a meditation. You're sitting down quietly. You're breathing in five. You're breathing out five. And you breathe in five deeply and you breathe out five deeply. And you keep on doing that. What happens to your body now is that you have something called entrainment with your heart rate variability so your heart rate variability suddenly now starts to have this very lovely um beat pattern of variable rate pattern between each beat and you're also what happens you oxygenate your blood and your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system suddenly starts to work in balance with your breath And as you do that, your energy field suddenly starts to have a higher, more acute, more sharper, more more lucid energy field around it. And it starts to balloon out. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It is when you're in that state that you can actually drop in an intention. Mm. So the dropping in the intention is, I want my forever man. And as I put that out there into the universe, Mm the universe has no idea of what time is because that's a human construct. Mm -hmm. It will say, I will do it in my own time. So Mm -hmm. it could be tomorrow, it could be in 10 years time, but Mm -hmm. I've put the intention out there that my forever man is going to come closer and closer to me and know me. This is just an example. Mm -hmm. So you can put out, and depending on how much you pay attention So in my Law of Intention workshops, I said there was intention, attention, and intuition. Mm -hmm. So the moment you start to pay attention to what's around you, pay attention to what your reticular activator system in the back of your head is showing you because it doesn't know what's real and what's not. It's just trying to give you what you're feeling inside your body. You start looking around and you start become this warrior that is just acutely aware of your surroundings because you're looking for this forever person Mm. and you will start to um, get this feeling, this intuition of, I need to go here, there, wherever it is. And you suddenly find yourself sitting down and you turn around and say, excuse me, um, you've dropped something. (laughs) You start having a conversation and for some reason it feels really comfortable and familiar And it feels like you've known this person for ages, but you've never met them before. But have you not really? You actually intended this person. So you must know what their information feels like because you feel the same. You match. So therefore, you've met your forever person. Now, it could happen any time in your present. There is no such thing as the future, really. Mm. But your human time could say three years down the, the, the line. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think, yes, yeah, so, you know, my um, insight from this is that, you know, before you get to that coherence, you really have to sort, you know, your energy field and make it, make sure that you, you know, it's not frantic uh, and you get into a place where, um, you know, you have a stable mind. I don't know if that stable mind is the right way to put that, but, um, and that happened through which kind of process? I know that breathing is one of them. Is there any other process? I remember that in your workshop, you also used to have this um, uh, machine, actually, where you can see your energy field. Yeah. Um, is there also another way that you can achieve that coherence other than breathing? Yeah. I think that the most important thing is cutting out all the toxins within inside your body because don't forget... Mm-hmm. The toxins that are inside our bodies, everything we ingest has a field of its own, an energy field of its own, and it will start to inform your energy field anyway. So if you are ingesting toxins, that's not, you can get into coherence, but it's not going to be the most powerful magnetic coherence that you can get. Mm-hmm. Exercise. Exercise is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, things, the, the, the foods that you ingest. Mm-hmm. Now, I... I am a carnivore and I put it out mm-hmm. there, but be mindful of what kind of meat you're eating. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're eating meat that is absolutely imbued with antiseptic, mm-hmm. uh, by antibiotics and, and full of antihistamines and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, and plus you're eating the fear of the animal that got killed in the most nasty abattoirs mm-hmm. and you're ingesting that in your body, it's in your field. Mm-hmm. That, that fear and that information that the animal had is in your field. Mm-hmm. And so... What I'm trying to say is be as clean to your body as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in an environment where there's lots of pollution, well, there's nothing you can do about that unless you're living in an oxygen tank like Michael Jackson did. <laughs> but, you know, our bodies are very powerfully resilient. Mm-hmm. And if your mind is telling your energy field that I am strong, I am powerful, I am healthy, I am, your body will start to exude that too. And your, your, your behaviors will start to match that. So you'll want to go and get, um, go to the, to the gym or mm-hmm. go for a run or keep yourself um, fit and healthy. You'll want to eat the right foods that you feel that your body, because you're informing it through your energy field that I am fit, I am healthy, I am um, I, I'm focused, um, I have, do you, know, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Your, mm-hmm. your intention will inform your energy field, which will manifest within your body. Hmm. I'm also, I was fascinated when you say that we can also catch our energy, uh, our illness in our energy field before we reach our body. I'm just curious to know how can we catch this uh, illness before it hits our body? Wouldn't that be great to know or have like a filter <laughs> to catch that, en- that illness before it reaches our body? <laughs> let's, let's talk about cancers. Mm-hmm. We know that, um, uh, I think it was, was it Fritz Pop, one of the scientists? He figured out mm. that the cancer, the resonance of the cancer cell scrambles light. And so therefore, when it's inside the cell, for some reason, when it beams onto a cell, instead of bringing back out at the same coherence as what that cell was, inside the cell, the cell scrambles the photons and then beams out something completely different. And that forms, makes it, it, something not right inside that cell starts to mutate and becomes a cancerous cell. So light, um, photons and, uh, are, 
our energy fields. So if our body is filled with energy, with energy and we're trying to keep that into its healthy, most healthiest um, um, uh, uh, situation before it hits our body, it makes sense that we are also allowing our bodies to be in fields of very high photons. Mm -hmm. So like forests or eating um, loads of vegetables. Mm -hmm. So vegans, you know, I'm not saying vegans don't get cancer. All I'm saying is that the, the, the photons inside um, natural light and in natural plants help to keep our energy fields nice and healthy. Mm. Um, our mindset can also be toxic mm. and we are informing inside. Our, we all know that there are lots of research that says um, like psychosomatic um, symptoms. Mm. When you think you have an illness and you think you have an illness, you're informing your energy film that field that you have an illness. And so your energy field and your consciousness doesn't know what's real or not. It'll just give you what you're thinking mm -hmm. and it will start to say, okay, fine. And well, I'll give you the resonance and I'll give you the frequency of that illness. And it will start to tap along the cell and the cell will start to manifest it. Mm -hmm. So your mindset also keeps your energy um, field healthy. Mm -hmm. So in order to, it's not that you want to catch it. You just don't want to contract it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want it. You, you, the, the, the idea of catching it means that it's already there. It's already it? there. Yes, exactly. So you don't want to catch it. You just don't want to contract it. Mm -hmm. You actually want to just keep your field completely protected and strong and healthy. That mm -hmm. means your mind, your body, and your soul. Mm, yeah. So that's great, actually. Great insight. Um, so um, now I like to actually um, talk about financial freedom because I know that I, I, I'm also, you know, kind of going from the law of intention to financial freedom because you also used to run a club called Billionaire Ladies Club where you help women to become financially free. And this podcast is about really meaningful work, meaningful life and how we can make sure that we have meaning, money, and we are leading a movement to change the world or are part of one of it, of, of one of the movements. Um, in terms of financial freedom, what exactly that means? Financial freedom is where you are able to invest sums of money in certain different um, vehicles and that money gains income coming into your household into your bank account where you don't have to physically go out and work for your money. Now, here's an example. If I work just for one company for 10 years and I become ill and I can't go back to work, my income from that company is dead. It's finished, but I still have to pay the electricity bill and the gas bill and the water bill and the food and all the other things in order to live in this country. Mm -hmm. So financial freedom is where you are free of that. You have income coming in from your investments, from your properties, from your stocks, from your books, from your products, without you physically having to go out and work for it because you've invested. And that money that you gain from those investments can now pay for your electricity, your water, your bill, and you don't even have to get up and lift the finger to do that. So financial freedom basically means that your uh, income from your investments 
cover your outgoing bills and possibly your lifestyle bills as well, like going to the cinema or, or um, going out to an event, or whatever, covers all of that and you don't have to work. You can stay in bed all day. You know that you're being covered. Mm. That's financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Financial independence in my mind mm-hmm. is where all of your investments can cover all of that, your outgoing bills, and pays for your lifestyle as well, and pays for all the things, and can fund your second business if you want it to. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you can actually, and can fund your first class um, um, airplane flight to Australia if you wanted it to. So your first point of call is working out what is your financial freedom number? Mm -hmm. How much do you need to cover those essential outgoing bills mm-hmm. so that you don't have to stress it anymore. So even if you give up your job, you know those bills are still being paid mm-hmm. and you can take your time finding your purpose and doing what you really love and perhaps starting a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so which are the actually methods to achieve this financial freedom? How can we get there? How can we find the means to get to the financial freedom? Uh, well, there used to be lots, there used to be lots of different um, um, vehicles that one would use. Mm. The very first ones are things like um, property. Mm-hmm. However, property now, unless you know exactly what you're doing, I wouldn't recommend going down the property route. Mm. Um, I think the best way is, first of all, get rid of all your debt. Get rid of all your debt because of because of compound interest, your debt will kill you before your debt before you before anything else will. Mm-hmm. So um, it works. Compound interest is basically where it's such a simple formula. It's, it's it, but it's so powerful. It's where you have a, a sum of money. Let's just say you have five hundred pounds. You put it into a, an, a, a um, let's just say um, a, I don't know some bank. Mm-hmm. It, no bank is going to do this, but let's just do it for an example. The bank gives you 5% interest. Mm. That 5% interest on your lump of sum of money goes onto that lump sum of money. And then the next month, the lump sum plus the interest has another 5% interest. Mm-hmm. And that incremental increase suddenly can bloom out of proportion so mm. big that it's it, in a very short period of time, you could become very, very, very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've got debt, that's 19% or 23% that you're paying to that um, credit card is actually having compound interest against you. Mm. And so you're paying far more than what you borrowed. Mm. So get rid, if you can, get rid of all your debts. And the way you get rid of all your debts is just say put 10% more than what you should pay. If you can, pay as much as you can, but if you, can, you can only afford even just 10% more than what you, you, your minimum payment is it will start to get rid of your debt. And I think that lots of banks are actually now saying, you know, do that. It's in your interest to do that. Mm-hmm. Once you've got all rid of all your debts, the next thing to do is open up an ISA account mm-hmm. and just start putting your money, saving up your money inside there. And saving up your money for at least um, a, a year or so, a period of time, depending how much money you can put in there. And then that money then can start looking into really interesting shares that are out there around the world. So you can go into commodities, you can go into precious metals, you can go into all sorts of different things and making sure that you understand, even businesses, if you look at their price ratio um, index and look at how much interest or ROI is coming back to you. 
then use compound interest. Mm-hmm. So, for example, your pension. If you haven't got a pension, start to, to, to start to save for your pension right now because you ain't going to get one if you're mm-hmm. under the age of 50. You're just not. So, um, but you can actually make that lump sum of money really big if you really look at, um, and there's some amazing books out there that can show you how to do it. And there's some amazing mentors out there who can show you how to do it, mm-hmm. of investing in your amount in, in small areas stocks and shares, even bonds if you wanted to around the world, which will give you an income and that income can actually grow and grow and grow and, and create you into a, a very wealthy, financially free person. Mm, that's wonderful. Great tips. And finally, what actually parting guidance that you have to our listeners who are really, um, really looking to actually do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? I, I think that we need to wake up as a, as a human race. We need to wake up to the fact that we are so interconnected with each other that everything we do and everything we say affects all of us. And when I say interconnected, I'm talking about our environment and our, our um, the environment and, and the, the ecology of the world is so interconnected. We're connected with the animals, with the plants, because of this energy field that we have and because it's filled with information. And the more we we think that we are separated, the more we're going to see the damage in our political systems, in our social systems, in our financial systems, in our personal and relationship um, um, areas as well. So we need to wake up. We need to wake up to the fact that we're far more powerful than what we thought that we were or what we've been led to believe. We need to read a lot more about how we can start to understand ourselves first before we can understand or begin to understand anybody else because everybody else's experience are completely different to your own and yours is so close to you and it's so yours and it's so accessible to you. Why not start there? Why not start understanding how you manifest things? And then you can actually start the journey of affecting other people in order to create that meaningful life. Once you've actually got to that level of of stillness and you're ready and you will feel it, it's understanding what your purpose is. And that purpose is different to everybody else. It could be a simple purpose of, I want to make people happy. It could be a simple purpose of, I want to um, dedicate my life to helping uh, people most disenfranchised in our world. It could be, I want to work with children. It could be anything, but it has to be heartfelt, authentic and rich meaning rich in information. Hmm. Once you actually start to do that and you start walking along your journey, you'll find that your energy field will start to resonate that information and information will be coming. The universe will conspire to give you exactly what you want inside this whole intention, synchronicity and and fields of, of coherence, you will start to become you. And the moment you start to do that, and your consciousness starts to actually rise to a new level, you start to sit in the seat of power and ruling everything around your world to have that meaningful life. 
That is so great advice, Naomi. I so much appreciate this uh, conversation. As usual, uh, it was really uh, packed full of uh, great tips um, and really deep, actually, um, tips, actually. That's actually, if anybody do those, uh, they will see uh, so much improvement in their own life. Uh, How can people reach you um, to learn more about what you're doing? I'm starting to do, um, to create my go back to my original um, uh, activities of having workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are workshops on um, the, the um, creative and cultural intelligence okay. and how we, um, how we put all this, all this information together in our lives right now. Um, so they will, so if people want to contact me, they can, um, contact me through my email, which Mm is Naomi at Naomi Um, and I'm sure you'll put that up somewhere where they can get the spelling correct. I'll get it. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah. And very, very, very shortly, my website, my new website, because I am starting to do a lot of public speaking now, and um, my management is now setting up a strategy for me to go out and speaking around the world, which I'm so excited about. Um, So I will be doing quite a lot of um, speaking engagements, and that will be up on my website. Mm. And that's how you'll be able to um, get in contact with me. Yeah, so fantastic. I'm going to put all those show, uh, those links, uh, you know, in the show notes and then update them uh, perhaps uh, on a third interview. Who knows? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, nice to speak to you again. Lovely speaking to you, Francine. Thank you so very much for inviting me here on this podcast. Great. Thank you very much. What are you committed to do today to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? The show notes of this episode of Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life are available on my webpage, francinebelli.com slash podcast with all the references and resources shared on this show. Whilst you are there, leave me a message to tell me in the comments what was your key takeaway from this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to show your love and support, subscribe to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app where you are listening to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It will take you a minute, but it will mean a lot to me and will also help me to spread this word and being found online. So thank you for listening to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empower you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I will see you next week for another epic episode of this season four. Until then, dream, act and make an impact. Lots of love.